This is Aldrin Sempia on Beyond the Headline. We're in conversation next with Professor Kangelani Zuma, who is a divisional executive in the Public Health Societies and Belonging PHSB Research Division at the Human Science Research Council. So new HIV survey shows that the percentage of all people living with HIV in South Africa has decreased from 14% in 2017 to 12% in 2022. Also, according to the survey, HIV prevalence was nearly twice as high among women by race. It was the highest among black Africans sitting at around 20%. Professor Zuma now joining us on the line. Prof, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Mr. Sambir. Let's start off with some of the highlights of the report, noting that there has been a decline in the prevalence of HIV amongst the population. What is this attributed to, or could there be a possibility at all, that if we look at the per ratio, per um, the ratio of 100,000 or per capita, for instance, that the reason why we have this decline is because the population has actually grown? Uh, it, it could be also part of, of that, um, but uh, mainly it could, it's due to more people having access to antiviral treatment, as the, the results show that uh, if you compare the 2017 survey to 22 survey, we see, especially among people younger than 35 years, that actually in 2022, the prevalence curve is much lower in 2022 compared to the prevalence curve uh, that we saw in 2017 from from age zero up to 35, 39 years. So that's more people, uh, sorry, that's fewer new infections that are coming in. Mm. But of course, because more people are on ARVs, uh, more people having antiretrovirals and uh, their viral load undetectable, uh, we find that there are also more people who are born HIV negative, which is now attributed to the population growth that leads to the decline in HIV uh, prevalence. So it's a bit of both. Okay, and when we look at the prevalence uh, by age group, um, you see the 25 to 49-year-olds, they have the highest prevalence rate of HIV. Um, But between the ages of 0 to 14 and 15 to 24, they almost seem to be on par. Um, You have 1.9% to 3.2% and then 4.5% to to, to, to 6%. So it almost seems that the number there remains the same. That all of a sudden, once we reach the 25 to 49 age, group it then just peaks at a double digits at that yeah and that actually makes sense uh, mr Sandia, because uh, remember that uh, the problem that we have younger people uh, you find that uh, most of them uh, who are hiv positive actually don't know their hiv state and they are not in treatment which is a problem on its own so they are not at virally suppressed as they should be, as the results show that they are the least that are virally suppressed. But when you come to those that are 25 years and above, you'd find that uh, these are within the reproductive age group also, and most of them are more likely to know their HIV status and having been put on treatment. So the increase in those numbers could actually be also attributed to people living longer with HIV, so that is now uh, the mortality that has been cut out by putting people uh, on, uh, on treatment. So, however, the increase, as, as you pick it up, uh, there are still cases of new infections, as you compare in the previous study, it was 26.3. Uh, in the new survey, it's 32.1. It has gone down. 
but there are still new infections in, in that age group also. And then if we look by gender, why is it the case that women almost seems to um, be more vulnerable um, and the highest level of, uh, of prevalence um, is found amongst amongst women if we look at gender? One of my colleagues was actually saying that um, she thinks that one of the reasons is because you'd find more women who would be willing to go and test compared to men. Okay. Uh, but to counteract that, uh, we're looking at uh, proportions, so the base is percentages. So the base is actually 100%. So it doesn't matter that we've got more women, but the percentage would actually we compare the same denominator in this case. Now, to come back to answer your question would be that, one, we know that the risk of HIV transmission from male to female is much higher than the other way around. The other second thing is, it comes from, it starts from young women, 15 to 24 year old, who actually, if you look at their HIV prevalence, is comparable to males who are 10 years older than them. We find that there's a group of young girls having sexual contact with older males. And in those relationships, there's lack of condom use because of power dynamics. And those young women get to be infected with HIV and it goes throughout across because they grow over the years. So the problem of intergenerational sex is one of the big challenges that we still face as a society. And also the fact that in those relationships, there's lack of condom use. And also, uh, as you see, uh, the the young women uh, all along, the power dynamics, and also uh, the transmission of HIV from males to females, those are the things that contribute to HIV infection higher among women than men. So we still need to address that, especially among yep. older males that have sexual contact with younger women. And when it comes to race, again, um, black Africans carry the highest prevalence, uh, 19.8%, so that's close to around the 20%. And when you look at the other race groups, they are in single digits. What are we seeing here? Uh, again, it's not about race, it's not the color of one skin that is the risk factor for HIV, but it is the risk behavior. It's the behavior that's associated with, uh, with that, that is common in that particular race group. And you will see, I mean, this is just a flash of what we're seeing in the results now. In April, we're launching a, a big report that also shows behavioral information, detailed behavioral information. We have seen in previous studies that. Um, there are sexual practices, the multiple sexual partnerships, and other related sexual behavior that is more common in one race group than the other, and that risk behavior mm. is the one that is the of HIV. So that is the problem that we need to deal with. At this moment, we see the statistics about HIV, and the next step now is to delve deeper into the behavioral information that will explain why do we see these uh, racial differences. Thank you so much for your time, Professor Kangela Nizuma, the Divisional Executive in the Public Health Societies and Belonging Research Division in the Human Sciences Research Council. And of course, this research comes just a couple of days before the world marks World AIDS Day.